So today's daf is daf vav, page six in the Heligah Meseches Ksubis. And we are moving right along. We got up to daf vav. We pick up from the very top line, Itmar Bevei Rav Amri Rav. Okay, so what's going on over here? So we're working off of the fascinating Ibailu, the fascinating Shaila, two ways to view the Shaila, which starts out with a fundamental question when it comes to the Dam Besulim, the bloods of virginity, do we say that Dam Mifkad Pukid, that the blood behind the hymen is just swallowed up behind there, okay, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of just like, uh, puddled together, but it's not actually inside the walls of anything. We'll call it once the hymen breaks. It's kind of like you're popping a balloon, and the water is being re- and the the blood is being released. Hence, it's not considered a wound on Shabbos. Or do we say that dam chibure mechbar that actually is going to be considered a wound, which is going to lead to a transgression of Shabbos? And based upon that fundamental question, the Gemara also uh, followed up on that. And said, you know, even if you're going to say that perhaps it's there and just puddled together, maybe uh, his intention is for the dam, it's for the blood, and therefore he intends to make an opening, and that itself could be a problem. Or do we say not? And even if it's not, is a dover shenem eskavin mutter or usser? If it's not your intent, do, do we follow the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who says that as long as it's not your intent, it's allowed? Or do we follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, who says that it's going to be forbidden? despite what your intent is. And even if you're going to follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara said yesterday on Tafei Ahmed Beis, still, it may, it, it, it may be permitted. Because even if you hold Dover, Shein, and Miskave, and something that's not intentional is forbidden, over here, perhaps we'll, we'll consider the entire thing to be a kilkel, to be an, a, an act of destruction, as opposed to an act of construction. That was one way to view the Shaila. And then we had an Ika da Amri, Another way to ask the, <coughs> the question, <clears throat> and that is, uh, again, the same fundamental question, is the blood of virginity, the Dambasulim, just puddled together and hidden behind, or is it a wound? And even if you're going to say it's a wound, which seemingly should make it forbidden, maybe it should still be permitted, because I don't, um, I don't need the, uh, I'm not doing it for the Dam, a person's doing it just to satisfy their own pleasures. And if you're going to say that I'm doing it to sat, even if you're going to say he's doing it to satisfy his own pleasures, and he's not concerned at all about about the blood, so then the question continues, do we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, who holds a Dover Shein Moskavin is Asr, or Rabbi Shimon? And if you're going to say that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, who's going to say it's forbidden, maybe over here, same logic we said before, since it's an act of destruction, it might still, uh, it, it might still be permitted, or do we call it a mesakein chabura? Or is it considered a constructive uh, wound? And even if you're going to tell me that it's a destructive wound, and therefore it might be for it might be per, uh, forbid, uh, permitted if it's destructive, do we follow the opinion of Rabbi Shimon within the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Meaning, do we follow the opinion of Rabbi Shimon who holds that if your das is, if your if your uh, mindset is to make a wound for a constructive purpose, it's going to be forbidden. That that was. Daf Hey, all right, and that's that's what took us to Davav, and here we pick up on the very top line of Davav, and we're going to get into the opinions of Rav and Shmuel. So here we go. Bebei Rav Amri, Itmar Bebei Rav Amri Rav Shari. In Rav's yeshiva, they said that Rav holds that it's going to be permitted to have the first act of intercourse on Friday night. However, Benarda. Ushmuel Asar, and Shmuel is the one who forbids. 
However, in Arda, in Arda, which by the way was the place where Shmuel was the Rosh Yeshiva, Amri, they said, Rav Asar U Shmuel Shari. In Arda, where Shmuel lived, they actually held that Shmuel is of the opinion that it is permitted to have the first act of intercourse. Now, basically, if you notice, the Gemara is going to point out right now, is that in the city of Rav, they said their Rav was the lenient one. In the city of Shmuel, they said their Rav was the lenient one. And as we know, Koach de Tera Adif. But just because somebody's lenient doesn't make them less knowledgeable, just the opposite. If you're less knowledgeable, you usually, if you're Yari Shamayim at least, will be better safe than sorry, and it's worthwhile being strict. If somebody's has knowledgeable enough to be lenient, that actually shows a strength of their Torah learning. So, Amar of Nachman Bar Yishak the way to remember which yeshiva holds which opinion, Elu Makilun La'atzman, Ve'elu Makilun La'atzman. Each of each city, right, Rav city is going to say he's the lenient one, and Shmuel city is going to say he is, um, he's the lenient one. Okay. Now, Bottom line is, according to the approach that Rav, of Rav's yeshiva, that Rav is the one who is lenient and holds that we allow the Biarishina to happen on Shabbos, on the first Friday night. So we're going to assume that it's because Rav's following the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, that a davar she'eno miskaven, that some, if something's happening because it's not my intent, it's going to be permitted. Okay, so what's this guy's intent? There's blood coming out. There's blood of virginity coming out. What's the husband's intent? To see blood? Or is his intent to be with his wife? So the Chorah, we're going to think over here, according to Rav, his intent is to be with his wife. His intent is not to release the dam. Since his intent is not to release the dam, that's why Rav's going to say it's allowed. Like the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, as long as it's not my intent, I'm okay. Says the Gemara of Rav Shari, is it true that Rav holds a Dabar Shein Miskavim when it's something that's not my intent, it's permitted? Listen to this. Back when they didn't have fancy, uh, schmancy spigots like we have, they would take a vat, there would be a hole, there would be a spout, and the way they would, they would stop the juice, the wine from running out of the vat, is they would take a shmata, they would take a rag, and stuff it in. Now, that rag was wet. It would have wine in it. As soon, when, you, when something's wet, and you stick it into a small, tight hole, which it needed to be a small, tight hole in order for it to stop up any, uh, you know, uh, to ensure nothing else would leak out of the barrel, you're going to end up squeezing, which is a malacha on Shabbos. So is it permitted to take one of these shmatas, one of these, di- one of these rags, and use it to stuff up the hole in the vat on Shabbos? So Rav was quoted to have said that you're not allowed to stick that stopper, that shmata, in on Shabbos. Now, why not? Because you're going to be squeezing. The question is, one second, you just told me Rav holds, Dover Shein Meskavein is mutter. So what does it matter if you're squeezing? Is my intent to squeeze out the wine from the shmata? No. What's my intent? To close the hole in the barrel. So how can Rav say, in our case, Dover Shein Meskavein is mutter, is allowed, if by the by the uh, barrel he doesn't permit the shmata to be stuffed in, answers the Gemara by the shmata being stuffed into the barrel. Even Rabbi Shimon, who usually holds, if it's not my intent, it's allowed. He will say in this situation it's forbidden. 
Why? We're qualifying Rav Shimon's opinion, and here's how it works. What does mean? I want chicken for Shabbos. So Friday night, I take a chicken, I shacht it, I slaughter it, and now I want to eat it. We say, oh, is that a biblical transgression? Maybe we'll say no. You know why? Because I didn't slaughter it. My intent was not to kill the chicken. My intent was to have chicken at my meal. I want to eat chicken. I don't care if it's... A, uh, you know, my, my intent's not to, to shecht it. What are you going to say to the guy? Shkoyach. Psik reisha. You chop off its head. And you don't think it's going to die? Come on. So says the Gemara, even Rabbi Shimon, who holds in a general case... When something is not my intent, we allow it. That's not that does not hold weight when you know for a fact something's going to happen. Hence, this is the Gemara's answer: by the shmata that's being stuck into the barrel to clog up the hole as a cork, that's certainly you're going to be squeezing. So everybody's going to agree. Reb Shimon, Rav, if he's following Reb Shimon's opinion, everyone's going to agree that it's going to be usher on Shabbos. Okay. However. In, uh, in our other case of the dam, there's not necessarily a psik ratio. It's not necessarily going to happen. And therefore, Rav could be lenient. Says, Again, quoting Rav, you know, give any specific names to this. Bottom line is, you see from over here, Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda that a davar she'eno miskavin is usher, is forbidden. Say, so how can you say that Rav's of the opinion that a davar she'eno miskavin is mutter, is allowed? Answers the Gemara, la'ilam kareb Yehuda sfirle. Really, we know that Rav agrees with the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that if something is a davar she'en a miskavin, that's not my intent, it doesn't matter. It's still going to be forbidden. Okay? So you, Rav, when the general laws of Shabbos is going to say, it doesn't matter what your intent is. If you did a malacha, it's a transgression. But here we go. But according to the opinion, who holds that the bloods of virginity, the dam besulim, is mifgad pakid, is just puddled together behind the hymen, and it's not causing a wound, will say it's still going to be permitted because it's not considered a constructive entrance uh, opening to allow the blood out. Rather, it's something destructive happening, and therefore it's not a malacha in the first place. It's not a malacha. What are you going to say? What are you going to say? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. The double shame is is only a problem according to the view if it's a malacha. If this is not a malacha, if it's not a forbidden act on Shabbos, you're still okay. According to the uh, second approach of the Shiloh, which is assuming that the, the blood of virginity is actually causing a wound, so uh, why would this be allowed? We'll say that Rav will still say it's allowed because it's we're going to consider this an act of destruction, period. Bottom line is, what the Gemara just did for most of the Vav Amidalef is clarified for us the opinion of Rav. Okay, so now we know um, Rav's, uh, Rav's approach. 
we have uh, two different approaches how to, uh, you know, where to place Rav. First, we tried placing Rav with Rav Shimon, and then the Gemara says maybe you could even put Rav in the category with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that a Dabar Shana Miskavin, something that is not intentional, is actually going to be forbidden. Period. Okay. Now let's get into what Shmuel's opinion is. All right. Masiv Ravchista. Ravchista asked a challenging question. Listen closely to this. This is very interesting. Let's give a little preface. When somebody has their initial acts of intercourse with their spouse and they see dam, they see blood, how do we know if that blood is blood of virginity? which actually is called Dam Tahara, it's pure bloods, or maybe this the blood coming out may be menstrual blood, Nida blood, Zava blood, and now they're going to be forbidden to be together. Is there a surefire way to know how to view the Dam, how to view the blood? So says the Brisa as follows. If you have a young girl, Tinaikis, she's a minor. She's a young girl. She she didn't start getting her cycles yet. <clears throat> she didn't start menstruating yet. So, do you think that we should be nervous if there's blood that comes out after the first acts of intercourse? Should should the husband be nervous that perhaps the blood is menstrual blood? No, she her body hasn't gotten there yet. Right? So, you have a young girl, she hasn't started menstruating yet, Vinnesis, and she moves in with a husband. So, she's 10, 11 years old. Beishamai Aymrim, Beishamai says as follows. Here's what we say. The first four nights of intercourse, if there's any blood, no concern whatsoever that this blood might be what we'll call Damnida. There's no concern. Up to four nights if you see Dam. Okay, the first night you saw Dam, why? Besulim, bloods of virginity. What about the second night? Maybe there was still a little bit left behind. The third night, the fourth night. We give you up to four acts of intercourse on before we say, hey, you know, this is already the fifth time. And if there's still blood, you have to assume she's starting her cycle. That's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, of, of uh, Beis Shammai. Ubeis Hillel, Beis Hillel says, Ad Shatichyeh Hamaka. Okay. He says like this. He's more lenient. He says, no, it's not four acts of intercourse. It's until the, the hymen inside of the canal, the vaginal canal, uh, actually heals... You can have multiple acts of intercourse many times. You could still rely on a being dam tahar, on being pure blood. Okay. That is all again in what situation? Where her body has not yet given us any sort of period, any sort of cycle. Okay. Now, higias mana lirais vinnises. What about in the next case? The next case is, Rashi explains to us, you know, all the Gemara says is, she reached the age to see, and she gets married. So Rashi says like this. 
She's at an age to start getting her period. She just hasn't yet. All right? So we'll call it 11 and a half, 12, 13. She's, no, no, that's already a good day. Okay? 11 and a half years old. Let's say 11 and a half, 12 years old. She's reached an age of menstruation. She just hasn't. And now she's getting married. What do we say then? And here we're going to have a little bit more of a concern that maybe she's starting her cycle. Maybe we can't be as lenient. So Bishamay, I mean Bishamay says, nice and Larisha. Instead of giving four acts of intercourse, um, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give the first night. Okay. Now Rashi says, the first night means the entire first night. Even if you have um, uh, intercourse seven times. In the first opinion, it was four acts of intercourse on different nights. Here Bishamay says, it depends on the night. It's not depending on how many acts of intercourse you have. It depends on. It's more depend on the day. So as soon the, the first night that you have intercourse, you have that whole night. Ubeisol says, "Ad matzei Shabbos arba leilis." Now this is going to have to be clarified. Beisol says, "If she, again she's at an age to start seeing, she hasn't seen, and now she, uh, and you know now she's getting married." So Beisol says, "We're going to give her until matzei Shabbos." Four nights, okay. Now, this is not clear. Only thing, the only thing that we do have clear is that remember our Mishnah taught us what day does a woman get married or besula? Wednesday. So, what what night would Matzei Shabbos be if she would be getting married on a Wednesday? Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Matzei Shabbos. Okay, so we're gonna have to clarify. If Basilo is being redundant, or if he means two different things, because he's saying until Matzei Shabbos, four nights is four nights explaining Matzei Shabbos, or is four nights something different than Matzei Shabbos? Okay, we now turn to the top of Vav Amud Beis. Says the Gemara that was all. That was all the the Mishnah. Let's get into this. Says the Gemara, my love, don't we learn? Don't we see from this Mishnah, the Eli Baal, let's say they didn't have any acts, successful acts of intercourse. Matzi Ba'il Afilu B'Shabbos. It comes out, they're allowed to have Bia even on Shabbos. Okay? Why do you see, well, why would we think you could even have Bia on Shabbos? Because what we said is, the Mishnah says, you give her four nights after her Chasna. What happens during those four nights? If there's blood, what do we say? It's bloods of virginity. There's no problem. So it must be that we're relying on the third night being Dam Besulim as well. So you see, you're allowed to have relations on Friday night for the first time. Even if there's going to be Dam Besulim. Answers the Gemara, Amarava, Lai, Lebarmi Shabbos. It means besides for Friday night. Besides, four nights means excluding Friday night. Amrli Abai says, what do you mean? For Admatse Shabbos, Arbalez Gudani. It says Admatse Shabbos, Arbalelais, which means four nights, including Shabbos. Answers the Gemara Gavaldik. Elamarava, rather, Rava says, you're right. That's a valid question. We got to shift our answer in order for this to make sense. Elamarava, rather, says Rava, Kisheba'al. Here's what happened they had a Gemar Bia. 
they had a successful the first night. They had a complete, uh, you know, they had a they had a, a complete bia, and we know the hymen has been has been uh, broken. It's been ruptured. Okay, since we know it's been broken, so now Friday night there's no problem anymore. What are you nervous about? Causing an issue, causing dam on on Shabbos? No, we know there's already gemar bia, so there's no concern about anything else on Shabbos. Says the gemara. One second, pause. If there's a gemar bia already on Wednesday night or Thursday night. So why are you telling me they're allowed to have relations Friday night and Saturday night? There's no problem anymore. Is there a concern about having relations on Friday night? Is there a concern there might be blood? No. Because you told me there's already Gemar Bia. So then what's your whole Kiddush? What's this whole conversation? Oh, you get four nights. Uh, da, 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 da. What do you mean? There's been a complete Bia. Is there any longer any concern for Dam? No. So have relations. What's the problem? Answers the Gemara, Kamash Malan, the Shari Shabbos. Here's the Chiddush. Ready? The Chiddush over here is that you can that it's mutter to have relations on Shabbos. Now, why would I think if you already have a complete act of intercourse, we should have any concern about relations on Shabbos? Kiddush Shmuel, because of Shmuel's logic of Shabbos. What's Shmuel's reasoning? The Omar Shmuel. Shmuel says, "Pirza de chuka muterli kanes ba b'shabes fi afal pi shemashir tsreiris." This is an expression. What it literally means is a small, tight breach. You're allowed to go through it on Shabbos, even though you may break off. You may widen that breach. So, says the Gemara. Here's the. Here's what I would have thought. I would say it like this: If there was a successful first bia. On Wednesday night or Thursday night, we might still have um, an issue on Shabbos. Why? Because if you don't hold like Shmuel, maybe we should be concerned that the hymen has been broken, but there's still shreds. You ever make something new? You ever like drill a hole into your sukkah, into your doorway? into your wall, right? When a hole is initially made, there's still splinters there. There's still it's not gishmak. Yeah, it's not smooth. It's not, you know, it, it's it, it's it's for, for the next few times you're going to stick your bolt back in. There's going to be a little bit of uh, sawdust that's coming off. So maybe we should be concerned that sa- that same logic may apply inside of the woman's body that even though the hymen's been broken, Lemaisa to do to to have a, another act of intercourse on Friday night, maybe we should be concerned. It, it it wasn't completely done before, and therefore it's not proper to have it on Shabbos. So the chiddush of the Mishnah is like the opinion of Shmuel. Shmuel said it's actually okay. Hence, you're allowed to have relations even on Friday night when there was already a full bia. Aye. So what's the chiddush? Even if there's a full bia, we may have had a concern. Kamash Malan, no. We're not concerned, and it's okay to have relations on Friday night. Okay. Now, Masiv Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked the challenging question. Again, what are we challenging? What we're challenging is Shmuel's opinion that you're not allowed to have relations on Shabbos with a basula. So here we go. Masiv Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef asked a challenging question. Fascinating Mishnah. Listen closely. Gishmaka Mishnah. All right? We learned this Mishnah in the beginning of Meseches Brachas. Here we go. 
Chosin poter mi kriyashma laila rishain ad matzei Shabbos. When you have a chosin who marries a besula, a groom is not obligated to recite kriyashma from the first night that he's going to be together with his wife until matzei Shabbos. Imloy asomaisa, as long as he hasn't had the first act of intercourse. Okay, why? Because he's osek ben mitzvah. He's involved in the mitzvah. He wants to make sure that he gets his mitzvah right. He gets his mitzvah done. And since he's involved in mitzvah, he's not going to be able to focus on his Kriya Shema, on reciting Shema with Kavana. Hence, he's not obligated to recite Shema. Now, now, this is only if you haven't yet had a complete Bia. Because once you had a complete Bia, so you don't have those worries anymore. Now, says the Gemara, why is he nervous? My love... Isn't he nervous? Isn't it because the Torah, the boy, the mevel? He's nervous because he wants to have relations with her and he's not sure if he's going to be successful. Well, ready for this? Didn't it say he doesn't say Shema until Matzei Shabbos? Why? Because each night he's nervous. Let me ask you a question. If he's not allowed to have Bia on Friday night, why are we saying don't say Shema? It seems from the Mishnah, he doesn't say Shema Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Monday Shabbos. Why not? Because he's nervous about that night having uh, proper beer. Says Gemara, but one second. According to Shmuel, you're not having beer on Friday night. Your beer Rishayna cannot be done on a Friday night. So why are we saying that he shouldn't say Kriyashma until Monday Shabbos? Now this is assuming that his nervousness is about the beer. If he's nervous about the beer, we want to know. If you're not having beer Friday night, say Shema. Answers the Gemara, Amarle Abaye, Loi, Detorid, Deloi Boil. Really, his nervousness is not about the current, about having a successful beer. He's actually concerned that he hasn't had a successful beer. He's, he's bothered by the fact that, you know, there's a mitzvah to consummate the marriage as soon as possible. It's already been a few days, and he hasn't done it yet. So now, ready for this? On Friday night, we're still, he's not going to say Shema. Ah, you're going to say, but you're not having relations tonight. The answer is, it doesn't matter. He's still nervous on Friday night about the fact that he hasn't consummated his marriage on Wednesday night and Thursday night. Since he has that nervousness about Wednesday night and Thursday night, that's why he's putter from reciting Kriya Shema. So, Amalei Abaye. Abaye says to uh, Amalei Rava, I'm sorry. Amalei Rava. Yeah, we, we get that logic. Never understand that Svara? If the Svara is on the lack of, we no longer have a question. So says the Gemara, Amalei Rava. Rava says to Abaye, one second, Abaye. Because a person's nervous that they haven't yet consummated their marriage. We're going to say, you don't need to say Shema. But now, if let's say somebody owns ports and boats and he's got businesses and he's shipping and he hears that his boat is sinking, you're going to say, oh, all of a sudden, listen, you're nervous about something that's going on. So anytime you're nervous, you don't need to say Shema. Is that the halacha? Never tell me yet. That's actually the halacha. It's not possible. A person who's in Avelis, a person who's a mourner, is still obligated to do all the mitzvahs of the Torah. Because the word pe'er is said um, is said uh, by is said by tefillin, and it's inappropriate for a mourner 
to to put tefillin on his head. Now this is op- up until the burial. Once they have a burial, we know we do wear tefillin. But suffice it to say, the Gemara is saying just because you're nervous and a mourner is not in a good place, he's not in a good mindset, that doesn't give you the right to not say Shema. And therefore, we're back to step one. Ready for this? The Gemara is asking like this. You can't tell me anymore that the reason why you're not saying Shema on Friday night is because of a lack of Bia. That's not an excuse. You're nervous that you haven't done it yet? That, that, that's going uh, you know, that, to say no Shema well, just because somebody's nervous? Of course not. If a person just took a great financial loss, the stock market's going down 800 points, 1,000 points, thousands of points, you're going to say, oh, you know what, stop, stop with the Shema, stop, you're busy. Your mom is busy, it's taking over your mind, you're not going to be able to... No, you don't say that. If somebody's on their way to perform a mitzvah, that's where we say there's no, there's no obligation of Kriya Shema. So under that circumstance, that's the only time we're going to say, and we can excuse Shema. So now when the Mishnah says, let's bring this full circle. Now when the Mishnah says, an Ovel does not need to say Kriya Shema for four nights until Matzei Shabbos, it's got to mean Friday night. There's no Shema because you could have Bia on Friday night. That's the only reason. The, there's a proof. You could have Bia, Rishayna, on Friday night. Question on Shmuel. Beautiful. Allah Marava, rather Rava says, Tanoihi. Really, the Machlaikas over here is a Machlaikas Tanoi. Okay, the Machlaikas is about whether you can have Bia Rishayna, the first act of intercourse on Shabbos. Is a machlekes tanaim. See, even if you're going to question Shmuel, we can still find backup for Shmuel. How so? So let's get into this. The Tanachada, one brisa taught us If let's say they didn't have a successful intercourse on their first night of marriage, we're going to call that Wednesday night. Assuming they got married Wednesday, okay? So they didn't have a successful be on Wednesday night. Potter af So now comes Thursday night, and what's going to be on his mind? Let's make sure we get it. We get our mitzvah tonight. So the halacha is, he doesn't need to say Shema on Thursday night. He's, his mind is on his mitzvah. B'sheni, let's say they weren't able to have a full act of intercourse on Thursday night. So now they're waiting for Friday night. What's going to be Friday night? Potter af b'shlishi. Why? It must be because you're allowed to have b'yarishayna on Friday night. According to that, Tana. The Tanya Idach, but there's another Brysa that says, Rishain Vesheni Pater, on Wednesday night and Thursday night, there's no obligation of Shema. Shlishi, but on the third night, on Friday night, Chayav. Now, why would you be Chayav? Because there's no first act of intercourse on Friday night. So you see, whether you're allowed to have the first act of relations on Shabbos. Okay, so again, yesterday's daf was all this question. Chibur is the blood of her journey, Chibur Michbar. Is it a wound? Or is it a Mifkat pocket? Is it just popping out like a balloon? Right? Is it just stuck behind there? And if you're going to say we had the two Shilas as we started out today with. And we want to know. So bottom line, can you have intercourse for the first time on Shabbos, on Friday night? Answer is, good old Machlekes tonight. Bye-bye. What's Abai going to say? Hasam Nami B'Tirdapligi. No, they're nervous about Tirda. They're nervous about the fact that he... We're excusing him not for having the bia at night. It's that he's nervous about the fact that on the other nights, Wednesday night and Thursday night, he wasn't successful. I have a high tanoi, a high tanoi. 
and the and the um, tanayim that we just quoted is <clears throat> same as uh, other tanayim. The tanayim to the price. Hakainis is a besula, a person who enters into marriage with a besula. So again, straight up machlekes tanayim about whether the Bia Rishayna is allowed to take place on Shabbos. Says Gemara Man Chachamim, who are the Chum who say that Bia Rishayna is allowed on Shabbos? Amar Raba, Rabbi Shimon, he Amar the Amar Davar Shein Meskavin Mutter. Is Rabbi Shimon who holds Davar Shein Meskavin is allowed? So even on Friday night you could have your relations. Why? Are you looking for the blood? No, you're looking to be together with your wife, and therefore Rabbi Shimon holds going to be allowed. Amar the Abaye, Abaye says one second. You're going to say it's allowed? Going back to what we said earlier. When does Reb Shimon say when your intent is a, is not for the malacha, it's allowed? That's only when it's not definite. Says the Gemara, Reb Shimon will hold it's forbidden to do a malacha on Shabbos, even if it's not your intention to draw the blood, by a psik And by a psik means it's for sure going to happen. And the assumption now in the Gemara is, the first act of intercourse with a besula is certainly going to bring blood. And if it's certainly going to bring blood, it should be forbidden on Shabbos. So Amar Lehi, Rabbi says, no, 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 no. Let me explain something to you. You are wrong. The first time you have intercourse, the, even if it's a full act of intercourse, you won't necessarily have blood. And since you won't necessarily have blood, and it's not your intent to have blood, it's going to be permitted. Now, why would there not necessarily be blood? So now the Gemara is going to shift to... Um, to uh, biology. And the Gemara says like this, We're not talking about the people from Bavel. They don't know how to have, they're not experts in Hataya. What's Hataya? Um, Hataya is a, a, um, an approach of the male organ to be able to enter the vaginal canal in a way where it's not going to break through the hymen. It's possible when coming into the, the vaginal area with the proper angle or a, a specific angle where you'll have a gamarbia, you can have a majority, which we learned in Yavamas, is a majority of the aver going in, and you still won't necessarily pop the, pop the hymen. Ella, yesh bekiyam atoya. We are bekiyam in atoya. Okay? There's people who you could teach the the chassan. You could teach the chassan if you go in at a specific angle, and it's Shabbos, so you won't necessarily pop it. Now, as long as you won't necessarily draw blood, and it's not your intent to draw blood, all of a sudden it's permitted. Says Gemara Imkain Tired Lama. Says Gemara One second. If this guy's such an expert, and he knows how to have an intercourse where it's not going to break it and to break the hymen, and how to have an intercourse where it will break the hymen. This guy knows his beans. That means he's an expert. Well, if he's an expert, Tired Lama, what's he so nervous about? To say, oh, you know what, you're not going to have to say Shema tonight because you're so nervous. This guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to be so nervous. Every time a, a husband and wife are together, there's no mitzvah, you're not going to have to say Kriya Shema because, you know, you're not nervous. You, you know what goes on. He just says, guy knows what's going on. So why are we not obligating him in Shema? The Gemara says, L'she'enei Bucky. You're right. L'she'enei Bucky means you're only not obligated in Shema when you don't know what you're doing. Yaimru Bucky Mutter, She'enei Bucky Asr. Says the Gemara, one second. You know, we don't 
like like breaking things up into different groups. Okay? So says the Gemara, come on. If somebody marries a Basula, are you going to tell me one type of guy who knows what he's doing doesn't say Shema? Another type of guy who doesn't know what he's doing does, uh, doesn't. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't say Shema. If you do know what you're doing, you do say Shema. No, we don't like that. We don't like breaking things up so small. The halacha either is going to be when you marry a Basula, you say Shema, or you don't, no matter, no matter how big of an expert you are. So the Gemara says, no, Rav Bekiyam him. Most people are Bekiyam in how to use this, uh, this particular angle of intercourse. Okay. But now, Shushbinin Lama, Mapa Lama, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Shushbinin Lama, Mapa Lama. So this is an additional idea, which, which is, you know, in the Chasnas, the Gemara tells us in the Chasnas that would take place in, um, in Bavel, the, um, the Chasn and Kala would have people who would help them out and um, for Tznias, make sure, you know, that after their Gemar Bia, the linens were changed and um, the, the reason for this and also saved at times. Because what happens if, let's say, the, the Chasn and Kala get together the first night and the, it turns out, you know, they get into a fight. They don't like each other. First night, they're already fighting. It's Wednesday night. Thursday morning, the chassan wants to get up and go to Bezdin with Tainas Basulim. He's going to say, my wife doesn't have Basulim. They're going to say to him, prove it. What's he going to do? He'll bring the sheets. Well, what if the sheets had dam on it? Says the Gemara, this is such a deep and profound idea. You ready for this? Ready for this? Doesn't this concept uproot the whole first Mishnah in our Masechta? What did the Mishnah say? You get married Wednesday in case there's no Besulim. One second. What happens if the guy's an expert, and you're telling me most people are experts now, so he, and he'll have a Gemar and he'll just do it in a way that doesn't break the Besulim. So it doesn't prove anything. You understand? Nothing's proven. You know why there's no basulim? Because you went in on a different angle. Says the Gemara, Amar Hasam Shama The reason why we have Shushminin is because of the possibility where there actually will be blood seen when the basulim have been broken, the Yira and the Yabit, and he's going to try to get rid of it, uh, the evidence in that way. Okay. Beautiful. So, bottom line is, Shmuel has not been blown out of the water. We had Rav's approach, and Rav's yeshiva held that Rav's opinion was that it's permitted to have the initial act of Bia on Shabbos. And now we're going on the other opinion, the other approach, which is that the initial act of Bia is not allowed to be done on Shabbos. We're going to keep challenging that, uh, that opinion. So here we go. Mosiv Rav Ami. Ravami asked a challenging question. Hamapis Morsa Bishabis. A person who uh, pops a pimple on Shabbos. Okay. Now, Mapis Morsa can mean any type of um, blister or something of, of that sort. Now, is it a problem to pop a pimple, to pop a blister, 
something of that sort on Shabbos. So let's get into this. Im If the reason why you popped that pimple is because you're trying to create an opening, okay? Now, why do you want to make an opening? For whatever reason, to let the air get in, to let something get out. You want the opening. That was your idea. So now, Chayev, this is a real biblical transgression on Shabbos. You've created something, an opening. You've created something new with the intent of making an opening. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and you're, and it's a complete transgression. But if your intent is, let's call it, you have a, a, a pimple with pus inside. If your intent of popping the pimple is to get the pus out, you don't care whether or not there's an opening. That's not your intent. Your intent is to just remove any liquid that's there. I, I, I don't care how it gets out. I just want that out. So now, putter. You are putter. You're not obligated uh, on, uh, you're not obligated on Shabbos. Okay. Now, what you see from here is that when you have something that's pus, uh, pus in a pimple, or we'll call it for our situation, bloods of virginity that's behind the hymen, that's just there. So you see from the Mishnah, if my intent is not to have an opening, my intent is just to release the dam, it should be allowed. So why would we not allow the first act of intercourse to be on Shabbos? Answers the Gemara, last up for today. Hasam pocket ve'akar, in the case of the blister or the pimple. So what's happening is the pus is not connected at all to anything. It's just stuck inside and therefore, you need to make a little hole to pop uh, to to make uh, you know an opening so it could run itself out. Hacha, but over here by the besulim, by the bloods of virginity, pocket veloy akir. So it is gathered together. However, veloy akir, it's not completely separated from the body. In a sense, Rashi explains that it's even if you say it's it's like puddled together over there. You do need to view it to a little bit of an extent, like there's an element of chabura. There's an element of creating a, a wound here, and since there's an element of creating a wound, you can't ask me from a case of a pus pimple. Because again, let's remind ourselves what just happened. We are trying to challenge the opinion of no Biarishain on Shabbos. Why no Biarishain on Shabbos? What would it be? Because uh, you're. You're uh, removing the blood. So we say one second. To pop a pimple with pus or something of that sort, a blister with fluid inside, is going to, uh, uh, if your intent is just to remove the pus, you're putter. So why would you tell me I can't have Biarishina? To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Biarishina, there is a little bit of connection between the blood and the body. You can't say it's completely separated. Hence, even if, even according to this Mishnah, which says that a pus pimple, just for an example, is putter if you remove the pus, that Mishnah might still agree that by the blood of the hymen, it would still be usher, and the opinion of for, which is forbidding the first act of intercourse on Friday night may very well still be valid.
Therefore, we haven't blown that opinion out of the water. It's still possibly correct. And Be'ez Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up from Davzayin Amad Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.